Entrepreneur on Fire 803. Paying to disseminate your content sucks. You want people to pick it up and spread it for you. You want people to share it with their friends. That's how you use the scalability of the internet for better. If you're prepared to ignite, then EO Fire is your fuel. And thefirepath.com is your launch pad. Prepare to ignite. Hiring? With ZipRecruiter, you can post to 50-plus job sites, including social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Post a free job at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Protect your company information from hackers and other disasters with Abaxio's Instant Recovery Solutions, which comes with a $1 million guarantee against a hack or breach. Learn more at abaxio.com slash fire. That's A-B-A-X-I-O dot com slash fire. Boom! Shake the room, Fire Nation. John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our feature guest today, Jeff Desjardins. Jeff, are you prepared to ignite? John, if you got the matches, I've got the gasoline. <laughs> Love it. Jeff is from Vancouver and founded Visual Capitalist, a media site that creates and curates enriched visual content focused on emerging trends in business and investing. Founded in 2011 and reaching millions of investors each year, Visual Capitalist work has been featured in Forbes, The Wall Street Journal, Business Insider, The New York Times, and even has reached the front page of Reddit. Jeff, I've given Fire Nation just a little insight. So share more about you personally and expound upon the biz. In the bio, I'm from Vancouver, BC in Canada. And um, yeah, I'm just uh, coming to the end of my uh, 20s and my last year of my 20s now. I've been an entrepreneur since about 2011 um, when I started Visual Capitalist. Um, I actually started doing some consulting and stuff before that was sort of led into it. Um, And yeah, I'm a pretty uh, average Canadian, like hockey, uh, all that good stuff. So Jeff, we're going to do a deep dive into your journey, my friends. We're going to talk about your successes. We're going to talk about your aha moments. We're going to talk about your failures. In fact, that's where we're going to start. But before we dive into that, share with us a success quote and why you chose it. My success quote is out of Onward, which is a book by Howard Schultz, which is the, he's the CEO and founder of Starbucks. Um, so the, my quote is, going against conventional wisdom is the foundation for innovation. I feel like if you're following conventional wisdom, you're not going to disrupt anything. Uh, you're going to fa- be faced with tons of competition as an entrepreneur or a business person. Um, and yeah, just some of the stories recently, especially in the technology industry of, of people disrupting the space, it's all about questioning that conventional wisdom. Like if you look like something like Uber, uh, I mean, when you think if you want to ride somewhere, the conventional wisdom is I'll take a cab. But Uber said, no, let's build a whole new paradigm that completely changes everything. And it's... Um, yeah, it's just about, um, I guess that's uh, one of the ways to find opportunity is to question that conventional wisdom. Yeah. And you even look at this month's Inc. magazine and they've put their entrepreneurial company of the year as Airbnb. I mean, talk about a disruptor. This is a, is a pretty controversial choice to be honest with you. Cause here you have a major magazine saying Airbnb is the best entrepreneurial company of 2014. And you know, here we are, Jeff. We're actually chatting right now to Fire Nation on the second day of 2015. So it's going to be kind of crazy to see what the number one show of this or the number one company of this year ends up being. But, you know, the reality is there's a lot of people that are upset at Airbnb. There's a lot of massive hotel chains. There's a lot of 
governors and mayors and governments in general that are just furious because they feel like Airbnb is somehow, you know, endangering humanity and doing all these other things. But guess what? They're disrupting. They're thinking at things a different way, just like Uber, just like Lyft, just like Sidecar, like you're mentioning. So really cool stuff. It's setting a good stage and a good theme and a good focus for our chat today, Jeff. And now it's time to talk about you, your journey, your failure. Take it away. Yeah, I'd like to start uh, on on the uh, on the failure front. Um, I'd like to start with uh, another quote, actually, from uh, for, this time from Winston Churchill. And you can't leave him out of the conversation if Never. you're going to go for quotes. Yeah, uh, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It's the courage to continue that counts. So I don't see a failure as being an absolute event that happens uh, as some sort of um, you know beginning or end or any sort of thing like that. I think it's all part of the process. Um, and so this failure, um, you know, helped set me up, uh, for, for what I'm doing today. And it's, it's just something that, uh, uh, was a part of the, part of the process along the way. Ooh, um, I'm excited. <laughs> it's a, it's a very, uh, it's not some sort of uh, mind blowing moment. It's more of a personal story of me, um, now as an entrepreneur thinking, okay, I'm an entrepreneur. This is what I've always wanted to do. Um, I set up a very strategic meeting with someone that I think, uh, you know, could be a big, uh, piece of business for me. So I head over to his office and, and, uh, at this time I'm consulting, um, with, uh, public companies about, uh, investor relations and marketing and things like that. And so I show up at this guy's office. I, I had met him at a networking event previously and I got into the room and I didn't know what to say at all. I, I didn't have any, um, wasn't prepared. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't able, to, like I knew that I knew, um, important stuff that could help his business and change the way that they were operating for the better. Um, but I wasn't able to communicate it. And so it just ended up being a complete dud of a meeting, a complete bombing. And I got home and I was just like, I can't believe I did that. And I didn't show up basically. Let's kind of do more of a deep dive here because there's a lot of things that we can pull out from duds. There's a lot of things we can pull out from just failures and flops. And like when you put yourself in that room, Jeff, like what's going through your head? Like what are you thinking you want to get across? And, you know, looking back in hindsight, which of course is 2020, how would you approach that situation differently? And I'm not talking about preparation wise. That's already out the window. What would you have done in that room? Well, first of all, I felt way over my head. Um, and I think that that's an intimidating factor for people, um, all entrepreneurs, because uh, at some point you're going to feel completely over your head and you just have to be comfortable with it and you have to take command of the situation and you have to be able to uh, take things back to the, the track that you want to talk about, the things that you want to talk about, how you can help them. Um, and, and don't um, don't worry too much about uh, them because they're going to try and dictate the conversation. So, um from my perspective, I, I guess I just had to really bring things back to the things that I knew, being able to communicate those points, showing how I could help this potential client, um, all of those factors. And uh, instead, I just uh, you know, kind of flopped it. <laughs> okay, so let's just do this. For Fire Nation, pull out one thing that you really want us to walk away with, just not even from specifically that failure moment, but just from your knowledge, Jeff, of what you've acquired now. Like, what's something that we, our listeners, myself included, can learn, you know, from your struggles in life, from your failures, from your setbacks? That's an excellent question. 
and one theme, I guess, that uh, applies throughout my life and, and throughout my entrepreneurship is the theme of positive optionality, which is um, something that I, I got from uh, one of my favorite books, which is uh, by Nassim Taleb um, through uh, The Black Swan and Anti-Fragile. Um, but it's just about being able to evaluate risk and evaluate opportunities uh, under uncertainty and being able to pick out those opportunities that have the positive optionality um, where you're not laying down um, a lot on the line, yet you have the opportunity to really prosper off of it uh, in, in, the, uh, in the event of uncertainty. Fire Nation, all we have is time, so we need to identify which opportunities actually have the opportunity to have a great return, because if they don't, then we need to just pull out of that and spend our incredibly valuable and limited time on other things. And there's a great book that just came out recently, Jeff, by Anthony Robbins called Money. And to talk about this in kind of the investment perspective, all of the top investors that he interviewed for this book, and they were the top investors in the world, literally. Every single one of them said, I always limit my downside and keep my upside as wide open as possible. So much so that some people have only a 3% downside. And then, of course, an unlimited, you know, 1,000 to 2,000 to 10,000% upside. Those are the kind of games you want to be playing in. Those are the kind of odds that you want to be focusing on, Fire Nation. So identify and evaluate is your time being spent in those type of situations. And Jeff, Let's shift, my friends, now to an aha moment, to a light bulb, an epiphany. Tell us the story, Jeff. I want to be there with you when you have this moment. Go. Like many other entrepreneurs, um, I think that the aha moment can come from taking the industries of, or sorry, the lessons from one industry and applying it to a new one. And so that is sort of like my background is in marketing and media. Um, I was in the advertising space, in the media space. Uh, and then I ended up consulting for these companies in the capital markets, so uh, publicly traded companies um, that are trying to reach investors and trying to get exposure. Uh, these are typically smaller companies, small mid-cap companies uh, that really want to get out to a public audience. So when I started consulting for these companies, the first thing that I realized was that, uh, one, um, they're, really, they're forced to pay a lot of money to push their media through all of the pre-established sort of cookie cutter uh, media websites to get exposure to an investor audience. And then the second thing is that everything was just covered in, uh, in text and um, there's not really anything enticing or, or shareable or interesting. Um, and it's, it's really hard to understand all the lingo and stuff that these companies are using. So as an average investor, you feel sort of uh, alienated looking at their content. So um, it Basically, this big graphic came across my desk, uh, an infographic that someone had sent me. And I said, wow, what a cool way to uh, explain a concept to someone. Um, and we decided to take that and apply that to public companies so that they can uh, use visual content that's shareable and uh, has that organic reach and has the potential to go viral um, to use that content to reach a whole new audience that they were not reaching before. Paying to disseminate your content sucks. And so you want people to spread it up at, or pick it up and spread it for you. You want people to share it with their friends. Um, and, you know, that's how, uh, that's how you use the scalability of the internet for, for better. Um, so the aha moment was, was just saying, you know, let's take this great idea that I've seen used for all these other purposes, apply it to a new industry, and see what happens. 
So Fire Nation, here Jeff was. He saw something that someone was doing right, and he picked up on it. He saw the opportunity to apply that in other areas, and that can be replicated in so many different fields, so many different niches, so many different industries. It's a great way to just double down on what's already working out there in a new way, in a new light, with a new twist. So Jeff, what do you want Fire Nation to really absorb from that aha moment that you had? I just think it's all about looking at the conventional wisdom of the situation and finding a way to uh, disrupt that. So Jeff, what I want to do now is continue to move forward and have you continue to really take us to these moments in your journey, in your life. And you've been featured on Reddit, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Forbes. What is your proudest entrepreneurial moment? Take us there. Describe that to us. The proudest entrepreneurial moment was when we figured out that we were onto something. It wasn't necessarily the, the actual big moments, but it was that one moment where you realize, you know, this could actually, this could be something. Um, for us, we had been taking a really iterative approach of trial and error. And, you know, you do something uh, and, you know, nothing really happens, but you didn't really risk that much. And then you try something else and then uh, you get maybe a little bit more of a reaction and you're slowly getting better and better. Um, and about three years ago is when we had that sort of positive optionality come through. Uh, we started taking these visual pieces, the, the infographics and data visualizations, and they had not been getting that much traction up to that point. Uh, we had been doing them for press releases of companies. We had been doing them for um, overarching views of companies. And then finally, we had this uh, opportunity to explain an entire industry for a client uh, in a new industry that nobody really understood. So we put this piece together, and then all of a sudden, um, our entire website and traffic blew up. Everyone was calling us because it had spread virally through all the different uh, ends of the industry. And, um, and for us, I mean, that was the moment that we realized that we were onto something. And that's when I knew that uh, we had to keep doing what we were doing and, and make it better. And that was my proudest entrepreneurial moment. See, Fire Nation, a book comes to mind here. Seth Godin's great book, The Dip. I mean, you're always going to have these moments where you plateau, where you start to kind of feel like you're slipping backwards or you're just not getting the kind of traction that you want. But if you just keep persevering, if you keep putting things out there, if you keep asking for feedback and engaging, then you can start to see some results. But it takes that perseverance. It doesn't just take throwing one dart out there into the universe and expecting it to hit a bullseye. It's a process. And Jeff is all about the process. And Jeff, bring us to today. What is the one thing that has you most fired up right now? Uh, today, it's just having, um, j just like you, having a great audience uh, that that uh, spreads and, and gets your content out there. Um, but for me, we also have another side business that we started about a year ago, and that is uh, that is one of the things that I'm very fired up about today. Uh, basically, we, in a sort of a sort of a tangent, but sort of not. It's more on the financial and and uh, trading side, but uh, we essentially um, we found that. Um, a lot of these companies that we were, were dealing with, that investors were having a hard time comparing them. And so we created this, um, this completely new way of doing investment research on these companies um, by comparing 20 to 25 different quantitative variables mm. and essentially coming up with a score for each company based on all their publicly available data. So like a clout uh, score, but for these investment companies. 
Exactly. And, and so what's really cool about it is it's a completely objective, independent view that's using uh, quantitative and empirical data that's already out there. Uh, so you know that we're not you know, making it up or anything. It's, it's all coming from the same spot and you can see where it's coming from. And as a result, as an investor, I like to, a cloud score is a good way to put it. I like to think of it as sort of a credit score. Okay. So, so if you're an investor and you're looking at a company and, you know, they're rated a a 20 out of a hundred, then you know (laughs) that, uh, you might want to do some more due diligence before you throw some money in that stock. But if someone's a, you know, a 70 or an 80, you know, you can tell that there's a lot of metrics that are going their way. Company is ticker scores, uh, and we started it uh, at the end of last year. So, Fire Nation, again, you're just seeing that Jeff's just keeping his eyes open. He's seeing opportunities that are out there. He's taking them as they come, and he's providing value, and that's huge. And, Jeff, we are about to enter the lightning round, my friends. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. How long does it take for your company to recover from a hacker or data disaster? Whether it was due to a server malfunction, ransomware, or other natural disaster like fire or flood, it's not a fun situation to be in. I speak from personal experience. Your initial thought is probably something like, when will my site be back up and running? But in addition, you're constantly wondering if you get your data back or not. But with a system like Abaxios, you can be sure that no matter what the scenario, your server will be back up and running instantly. Plus, Abaxio tests itself monthly, so you know exactly how long it would take to recover your data in the event of a disaster. It also comes with a $1 million guarantee backed by AIG and Lloyds of London. Your website is your home base. Make sure it's protected with the Baxio cybersecurity, serving businesses across North America for 15 years. Learn more at abaxio.com slash fire. That's A-B-A-X-I-O dot com slash fire. Are you looking to grow your team, maximize your time, and start putting systems in place that will help you run your business most efficiently? I know firsthand that growing a team isn't easy, especially when everyone's seeking out the best candidates. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 50 plus job sites, including Craigslist and social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. With an interface that's easy to use and that tracks all of your job posts and all of your candidates, you'll be growing your team in no time. Plus, it's easy to find your best candidates because ZipRecruiter.com will automatically highlight them for you. Try ZipRecruiter to find out why they've been used by over 200,000 businesses. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, try ZipRecruiter for free. You must go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Jeff. Welcome to the lightning round, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Loving it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? As a kid, um, I had always dreamed of being an entrepreneur. Um, I remember being on GeoCities when I was 13 years old with a website uh, that was a web design business, even though I basically didn't know how to design anything. And um, obviously, I'm 13 and using GeoCity site building application, so that didn't go anywhere. <laughs> but um, I definitely had that mindset since the very beginning. It was always a dream of mine. But in terms of holding me back, um, I, I guess I just had to go out and do it. Um, I, I just never completely felt comfortable with it, as a lot of entrepreneurs uh, are in the same uh, situation, I think. Um, for me, I wanted to get a b- bit more life experience behind me before I actually went out and did it. And um, 
it all really stemmed from uh, in 2008, I was working in the marketing and media industry and I ended up being in a car crash. And uh, we actually, um, I, I walked out without a scratch. There's about $25,000 to my car. My car was completely totaled. Um, I quit my job and went and traveled for eight months to 21 different countries, uh, came back and I said, you know what? Uh, now it's my time to uh, to do this, and life is short, and let's just uh, let's start a company. Boo, yeah, Jeff. What's the best advice you've ever received? I would say this is more uh, life advice, but I think it's also applying to entrepreneurship. Um, it was from one of my profs in university, and uh, he was um, he was a really young prof, really energetic, and uh, he basically told us. Uh, don't get uh, financially tied up in your, you know, twenties and and when you're young. Um, you, if you get stuck in a mortgage too early, or if you get married and have kids too early, um, you know, I, even though that's for some people. For me, I knew that uh, I have more options and more flexibility uh, without that. And so I definitely took his advice to heart. He was doing all kinds of cool things, like he was doing his PhD while he was like remotely traveling through Europe and other places in the world. And, um, I just thought that was such an inspiration. And so, you know, I've always lived with that sort of mantra of, um, at least up until now, you know, don't get tied, tied down too early and, you know, just, uh, experience life, travel, uh, try and learn as much as you can. And there's always time for that other stuff later. So Fire Nation, what Jeff is saying is that getting married, having kids will truly ruin your entrepreneurial dreams. Jeff. (laughs) Exactly. No. Not quite, but... uh, Totally kidding. Jeff. about having flexibility, right? Share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. Sure. For me, it's about uh, self-knowledge, continual learning, and uh, and rational humility. Um, I know that I don't know everything, and I'm always uh, reading uh, podcasts uh, just relentlessly. Like I don't have too many other habits that I think stand out, but this is one thing that I know is true every day. you know, it's a steady diet of, of books, uh, podcasts, everything to keep you learning, uh, business news, uh, everything from philosophy to history to economics. Um, I'm just an information sponge. I love learning. So I think that uh, for entrepreneurs, just keep learning and, and keep uh, uh, getting new knowledge. I love that phrase, rational humility. Love that. Jeff, if you could recommend one internet resource like Evernote, what would it be? Um, can I give you a resource and a podcast? Sure. As long as the podcast is Entrepreneur Fire. <laughs> Just <laughs> <laughs> um, so my resource is Slack. Um, I know that it's become quite a big thing over the uh, last little bit. It has over a billion dollar valuation now, but essentially it's collaborative, collaborative software. Uh, and we've been using it as a company for the last uh, few months here, and we love it. It's just so intuitive and simple to use, and it really does help cut down the amount of work and communication we need to do as a team. Um, And then my uh, podcast is... Not super business related. It's Dan Carlin's hardcore oh, history. So good. Which is so good. And to, to us, I mean, with our work that we do, we do a lot of storytelling through our infographics and things that we do. And the storytelling that Dan does is just mind blowing. And I, I learn something every time from him and I, I can't get enough of him. Mm, I just wish he would actually have a daily podcast like me instead of a quarterly podcast. I but. know. I know. <laughs> quarterly four hour podcast. They are epic when they come out. And Jeff, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, 
what would it be and why? The combination of Black Swan and Anti-Fragile by Nassim Taleb, um, it just changed my perspective on risk so much. And it was one of those, like a lot of books that you read, you, you pick up a thing here and there and you're like, okay, that was interesting. For me, uh, Black Swan and Anti-Fragile just turned my world upside down. Uh, for anyone that invests or anyone that's an entrepreneur, uh, there's just so many things that apply to decision making and uncertainty, risk, forecasting, and all these different areas. And he also has this really cool um, ability to combine um, information and work from the classics and philosophy and weave it into it. It's just such a such an eye-opening book to me. Yeah, on Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook like either one of these for free at eofirebook.com. Jeff, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? In seven days? Okay. Um, I'm, I'm of the school that I don't think you have to have an earth-shattering idea initially to be a su- successful entrepreneur. I think you have to... Um, like I like to work with uh, as much uh, fluidity as possible and to be organic as possible. Uh, and having that rigid and stubborn plan is uh, it's not really my way to go. So I like to pivot and have as much information. I think in that situation with $500 and a laptop, um, my goal would be to meet as many people out there, uh, visionaries, experts, try new things, uh, and find opportunities that way to take advantage of and just keep on going until you find an opportunity that, uh, that can blow your mind. Um, and it can be the smallest thing or the biggest thing, but it's all about information, talking to people, and learning new things. Um, so I don't have a specific thing, but more of a strategy of how to find something. Jeff, let's end today literally on fire with you sharing just one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Keep hungry and keep looking for opportunities. And uh, yeah, it's all about finding uh, stuff with uh, limited risk and lots of potential upside. And um, for us, uh, we focus a lot on that on our website, which is uh, www.visualcapitalist.com, which is a business and finance site. Uh, It's all done through uh, only visuals, so infographics, data visualizations, um, and it's all other stuff we create or curate from other places in the web. Um, and you can subscribe to our daily emails uh, and all of our good social media stuff at visualcapitalist.com slash subscribe. Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you have been hanging out with Jeff and myself today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Jeff in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up. And Jeff, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, my friends, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. With 15 videos in 15 days, I'll have you podcasting like a pro. Visit freepodcastcourse.com and prepare to ignite.